Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Stacey J. And I'm Chuck Duran. Here we go with part two with Richard Horvitz. So you'll constantly get breakdowns, and you've seen them where it says, he is constantly kind and suddenly cruel. Mm -hmm. Generous to a fault, but stingy beyond belief. Yes. Happy and sad. And all, like, we'll give you three pages of breakdown in the story. Mm -hmm. Three pages. And then give you a paragraph. That's it. That paragraph. That's all you get. I guarantee you that nine out of ten people are going to come in there and try to do everything that's in that breakdown on that taking that. <laughs> get so all he's that schizophrenic. Stuff. Schizophrenic. Yeah. Okay. But here's what I always tell people when I try to break them of that habit: is if I said to you, "Have you cried in your life? Absolutely. Have you laughed in your life? Absolutely. Have you been angry in your life? Mm -hmm. Have you been jealous in your life? Have you been loving in your life? Are you showing all of those things to me right now? Mm. Right. It's not what's appropriate to that. So when you right. give me this thing where I'm operating right at this moment, that's the side of that personality that you described that will come out. You give me another set of sides where another scene later that happens, you'll see that side. Mm -hmm. But we put this pressure on ourselves that we have to be everything because our want becomes booking the job. And yeah. that is not our job. Right. Well, Literally. and then you're in that, I have to please them, whoever exactly. they are. The and then you're I in call that, them the, the they's. The they's, yeah, yeah. I love the they's. And so then you're, uh, you're, what do I think they want, as opposed to, because sometimes they don't know what they want, exactly. or sometimes they don't know it till they hear it, and well, maybe it's your authentic exactly. presentation and, and I, of exactly. it. Exactly, what I always tell people is that he wants one thing, he wants another thing, she wants a celebrity, mm -hmm. he wants this, he wants that, we have no control over that. Right. Yes. What do we have control over? How we play. Mm -hmm. How we play. And we never worried about how we played when we were on the playground. We didn't go. Uh, Is hey, that right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, um, hey, Stacey, you want to go? Want to go on the swings? No. Wait a minute. Before we go on the swings, how high will we swing? Yeah. How many pumps with our feet will we make? Yeah. Before we get to the high. And we, we want analyze and analyze mm -hmm. and analyze. We didn't do that when we were playing as kids, <clears throat> but we do it here. It's like I love practice. Absolutely, yeah. I love man. practiced improv. Yeah. You know that one guy when you go on a commercial uh, audition <laughs> that they have this one line that they've made up. Yes, they can't yes. wait to get it in really fast at the I end. I know whether it's improvised at the end. Whether it's even appropriate. Right. Yeah. That and, happened to me actually not that long ago yeah. in an on-camera audition. I was kind of like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And you know why? <laughs> Were you in the same room as I am? It was like, but he had his improv. Yeah. His practiced improv. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like his okay. memorized improv. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing though, he does that because he wants to stand out beyond his story to be hired. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So they think, oh, they'll remember me. They'll think I'm funny. That's why I'll get the job. But it's not. And I, I wholly believe this, that, that, the, that the, the story is the, is the promised land. That's, that's yeah. what we pay homage to is that story. Yeah. It, is our draw, it is not our job to drive the vehicle. 
The vehicle drives us. The mm -hmm. words move through us. There was a great clip, I don't know, people posted on Facebook recently about Robert De Niro talking about how you just talk sometimes. You just talk sometimes. Um, here's another little trick that I, that I tell people, and if I'm going on too long, tell me. No, but, not at all. Um, if, I, if I asked you how you got here today, you would say, well, I drove down Ventura Boulevard, I got in my car, and blah, 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 and, and I would listen to you, and I have no reason to doubt that. Right. Because it happened to you. Yeah. Our job is to use our imaginations, which is a muscle, to make ourselves believe that it happened to us. Yeah. We do that away from the mic. Then when we get to the mic, we play. But so many people try to do it at the mic, mm -hmm. and that's when you run into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%, man. Everybody has either good habits or some people have bad habits. Mm -hmm. What are some, a few bad habits that you see often, maybe in, in voice actors, mm -hmm. and what are a few, what are some good habits that you also see that people have, that just just to, to, to identify the bad habits and the good? Bad habits in regards to actual recording or actually the way they approach story? Yeah, obviously. I mean, listen, it all boils yes. down to if you're yeah. out there and you're mm -hmm. trying to make money, mm -hmm. it's like the only thing that's going to make you money is when you give a great audition. Right. Right. Having a great equipment and all this stuff, that's never going to get yeah. you a gig. Uh, the biggest the biggest bad habits I see are that people um, people will say to me all the time, oh, I do. I got, I got a ton of voices. Mm. And I'll say, yeah, but you know, it's a lot of people say, oh, what vo I have this voice. Where, where, what, what story can I put this voice to? And they try to make that voice fit that story, but right. it may not be right. That's that's really a bad habit that people do. Also, um, you know, Bob Bergen said this. He said, you know, everyone can do Porky Pig. Mm -hmm. I will give him that. Everyone can do Porky Pig, but can you do Porky Pig doing Shakespeare? Can you do um, Porky Pig, which you saw in the movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you do Porky Pig, you know, falling in love? Can you do Porky Pig? And that's where the, the where the work is. Exactly. That's yeah. where the heart of the that's matter is. That's where the heart is. of the matter is, exactly. Um, so that's one of the biggest uh, bad habits I see. Other things I see in bad habits So are, So thinking that it's just about, it's the, about voice. the voice. That's it's a the horrible story. habit. That is a horrible yeah. habit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a horrible habit. Um, one of the other uh, bad habits that I see a lot. Um, people... Um, do really hard voices because they do the audition. Right. Then they get in the, the job mm. and they're suddenly having to do this voice for for, for four, three hours, yeah. four hours. And you auditioned it. You auditioned it. And now it. you can't so have it. So you better yeah. make sure you choose a voice that you're going to be able to okay. sustain for a long time. Yay! It's like Billy from Billy and Mandy, which was one yeah, of my yeah. shows. Mm -hmm. Invader Zim was very hard for me because that was a lot of yelling. But that's yeah. because that's the way I approached it. Uh, so that's a bad habit. Good habits, people who break down their stories. Well, yeah. They I do mean, their work. You've been talking about yeah, everything you've been talking work. about are good habits. Yeah. Those are good habits. And, and think of it as a business. I think of it as a business. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good habit. It's a good habit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you are your business. Yeah. Um, I always tell people mm -hmm. this. I say, if you treat your voiceover business like a hobby, yeah. it's yeah. going to cost you money. Right. And that's it. Right. If you treat it like a business, yeah. you'll actually make money. Right. Yeah. Anything, you spend a lot of, uh, anything you spend a lot of time thinking about, becomes important to you. Yeah. That's a law of nature. Mm -hmm. It's something I talk about. Mm -hmm. um, something my mentor taught me. So if you think about your story a lot, it's gonna become important to you. Yeah. You know, the, the, the problems you have in your secondary reality will always outweigh the, pro the problems you have in your primary reality. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. People bring baggage into the studio, which mm -hmm. is like ridiculous. You're there yeah. to play. Yeah. People say, well, it's a job. Yeah, it is a job. And we play, but we play seriously. It's serious playtime. You mm -hmm. know, it's like you don't want to be distracting to the other people, but part of you know if when you're in those rooms in those animation rooms um we're joking with each other 
right up until that thing um, rolls. Yeah. And uh, and then it's time to put on the Billy hat or the Zim hat or whatever yeah. hat. You know, I wear a lot of hats. So speaking of Billy and Billy's dad, yes. Harold. Harold, very um, good. What are, very good. Thank you. What are some of your favorite characters that you've Ooh, played? See, that's, I get asked that a lot. Um, I mean, it may not be the fan favorite, but what right. for you was well, like Well, you know, your... it's really hard for me to to, um, to pick one because when I'm playing in that world, I'm having a blast. Yeah. I know that I've had jobs where I didn't care for them because they were really rough on my mm-hmm. vocal cords. There was some, in my early years when I did a lot of anime dubbing, that was really hard on my yeah. voice. Because mm-hmm. um, you do a ton of characters in anime at a time and you're often doing you know, the grumbling. So those yeah. were tough for me. But, you know, Every one of my characters has something of me in them. Um, you know, Daggett, I have a special place in for Mangu Beavers because it was my first, uh, you know, domestic animation full-time mm-hmm. series that we won 105 episodes mm-hmm. on. It's the one that's most closely uh, closely related to my own personality. Yeah. Um, Invader Zim has been just like a gift in that it's, it you know, it only went a season and a half. It's like Star Trek. Yeah, you got an Annie nomination. Yeah, it well, great... you're good. You She's do your homework. Good. Wow. Um, and it's Can't going sing on. show tunes all the time. I know. You gotta do oh, some work But Richard. you can. But you can. <laughs> While you're out there singing, <laughs> I'm in the background. Exactly. Um, I'm going to sleep. But, uh, yeah, and Zim has been just like this ongoing gift, and, and I loved the I loved the writing and the animation. Mm-hmm. That was like a show that was like way ahead of its time, so I'm a big yeah, fan of that. Yeah. Billy and Mandy is just really close to me because... Um, you know, I've been fortunate to work with some of the greatest uh, creators in the business. You know, Mitch Schauer, Maxwell Adams, Jonan Vasquez. They have always been really um, kind about letting me do my thing. Mm-hmm. They know that I'm going to that place, so they just let me go. And not, it was it's never been more apparent than if you watch Billy and Mandy. If you look at Billy and Mandy, Billy starts out as a normal kid. In the very first episode, it's, um, Hey, Mandy, what you doing? Hold your positions, boys. It was just a kid. But by the end of the series, Billy became, yeah, 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 yeah. That was his lines every week. Yeah. But uh, he was so good to me, Maxwell Adams. In fact, I'm working on something with him right now. It was a Kickstarter thing called um, Dead Meat that we're doing. It's animation and puppets. And oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. cool. Um, I actually got to write for the show. So um, my wife and I wrote an episode together, yeah. and then I wrote an episode. That's cool. Yeah. That's very um, cool. And I would say, hey, what if, what if... But if you think about it, it would, it would make sense because if you're thinking story all the time, if you're thinking about that world, ideas come up come mm-hmm. up all the time. For mm-hmm. it would be yeah. great to put them in this situation, yeah. to put myself in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was you know my kids play baseball nine you know twenty four seven three sixty five here in L A. and they they play well and we spend most of our time at baseball. So I said you know let's put Billy in a baseball thing mm-hmm. and do a parody of um, um, the Bad News Bears. We called it the Bad News Ghouls. That's so cool. it was a lot That's of fun. Cool. Yeah. One of my favorite things is that Mandy, the character, Mandy. um, Nah, different Mandy. Different Mandy. (laughs) One of the favorite things that I came up with in that story is that Billy didn't know Mandy when she had a hat on. But it was just a baseball hat. (laughs) But she would stand in front of him talking and then put on the hat. He goes, oh, hi, Manfred. Mandy, girls can't play baseball. Hey, Manfred. And it was just like, I love those moments. Yeah, yeah. And I specifically love the moments where I get to have scenes with myself. Mm-hmm. If you think of, like, to me, um, I love Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. I, I think that um, 
that Brian and Quagmire and Stewie and Peter are so totally different characters yeah. that he goes to that place, and he loves musicals, he goes to that place where, you know, he's having these scenes back and forth, which I love to do that, and I think to myself, wow, that blows me away. Yeah. That blows me away. I, I, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of a lot of the people I, I, I see work and the people I work with. Yeah. Billy West. Oh, Billy West, yeah. my gosh. Billy yeah. West. Yeah. He and I are close. We've, mm -hmm. you know, people, you know, Billy did the pilot of Invader Zim. Yeah. And, then, and then I came in and, and, and I did the show. But it, it was, it, you know, and we were talking about egos and voiceover. There's an example of where there's no egos and yeah. voiceover. Yeah. It happens all the time. Rob Paulson. Rob, I did um, a show called Squirrel Boy. Then after like five episodes, they replaced me with Rob Paulson, mm -hmm. and then after a couple episodes, they replaced Rob Paulson with me again. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. so there's no room for egos yeah. to yeah, get yeah, rude. Exactly. So I get yeah. that part of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I did like my wife's comment that we were in a room of, of a, ourselves watching ourselves on. And that was very clever. That was very it was. Clever. My um, wife is a wonderful. She's writer. very sharp. So. I was reading that you said that teaching yes. is one of the most rewarding aspects of your career. Absolutely. Why do you feel that way? Um, because teaching is a rewarding aspect for me because I like to see people succeed. And nothing makes me happier than someone who, um, who has come here to pursue their dream. Yeah, me too. And I know it sounds like, it mm -hmm. sounds, it sounds like, oh, but I really do. When someone comes to pursue their dreams, and they make headway in this business. And it's not just another story that where someone mm -hmm. came, moved their life out here, and then moved back, you know. Yeah. Um, I like to see that. And them succeeding, in turn, makes me look good. Yeah. And I have a lot of students that have done that, you know. Uh, and just recently, you know, uh, I teach something with, I make people have these determinations that they write. Something I learned from my mentor, Diana Castle. And I make you write down your determination. And I make you break it down specifically to how you're going to do it. You have to say how you're going to do it. Step by step by step by step. Um, and when they achieve one of those things, I say mark it off. Mm -hmm. um, anything you spend a lot of time thinking about becomes important to you. Yep. Absolutely. And so why it's rewarding to me. Uh, even if it's bad. Even if it's bad, that's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You have to watch out for so, what you're, what you're saying. Because yeah. you know what? I, something I said in that documentary we talked about earlier is that this is what happens is um, you see these movies like biography. And biography, they always say the same line in every single episode for whoever they're doing it on. Broke, hungry, and nowhere else to turn, fame was right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, cut back, they come back from the commercial break and they're famous. Or yeah. they get that one break. It's they like, were well, living in their car right, and now yes, they're in a penthouse. Yeah. I'm what? like, whoa, whoa, there wait, 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 wait. My, my <laughs> interesting point of this that I want to know about is, what did you do every single day when you didn't want to get up? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you, the best you could do was eat a bowl of cereal before yeah. going back yeah. to bed and clicking on the TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's something that I, it's something that's I've always been preoccupied with um, in my mind about you know, I'm I'm a huge folk music fanatic. And, I, I can tell. And yes, and we, we recently <laughs> we recently lost Pete Seeger, and. Um, I'm, I was amazed by Pete Seeger and everything he did, and Woody Guthrie in particular. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm such a fan of Springsteen as well, is that these people have done like amazing things with their lives. Yeah. And I think that as I'm on my phone, as I'm playing you know, you know, Candy Crush, yeah. I think to myself, hmm, what would Pete Seeger be doing right now? He would be <laughs> fighting the injustice <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was in therapy when I was young, not really, not that young. And I said to my, my therapist, 
I said, uh, here's what happens. I get these great ideas. And I, yeah. I think this will resonate with a lot of your viewers and listeners. I get these great ideas and I see it in my mind and I see it and I, yes, and then that's how this will go. I'll write that and then it'll go and then blah, 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 blah. And then I sit down and turn on the TV mm. and watch, you know, Get Smart. Right. And then, I'll, and, and then I'll, no, that's my favorite show of all You're time. You're kidding, no. dude. My favorite. My Missed favorite. it by that much. <laughs> all right, Siegfried, I just have one question for you before I place you under arrest. Schmott, how can you place me under arrest when I'm holding the gun? <laughs> that was my question. See, Chuck? No, you have a game. I love that. No, you and Richard oh, have God. a game. That is my favorite. This is my favorite uh, ADD I just get smart and we'll sing. Yeah, I just, and we'll sing. Yeah. Oh, man, he missed it by that much. Well, you, you came, came and you gave. Should we use the counter silence? Okay, so I just did a play with Bernie Capel last year. Who oh, played wow. Siegfried. Yeah. And I told him that I was in love with that show. I mean, I still, it's on me TV and I, yeah. and I TiVo mm -hmm. it every week. I don't use, I don't have TiVo. I have, you know, whatever it is, DVR. Yeah. And I, um, and I watch him over and over again. I know him verbatim. Yeah. And so I told this to Bernie and he goes, well, what's your favorite scene? I said, the scene in the, in the submarine. And I did the, and he did it verbatim. Oh. That wow. He remembered the lines and we did it. I That's worked with so Alan cool. Hale Jr., the skipper. Yeah. I played Gilligan to his skipper. Oh man. These are the moments. We yeah. recently, Those are the moments. We yeah. recently lost Dave Madden. Yeah. And I love Dave. I worked I worked with him a lot. But he and I were in the the uh, uh, the, the new Munsters with Jason Marsden mm -hmm. who played who was a little mm -hmm. kid played Eddie, Eddie Munster back then. Um and um uh and I got to be with Ruben Kincaid. We were the first ones that find them. Yeah. And cool. uh, so, yeah, I, I uh, that's part of, I think that's my most fun. That's so city. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what we were talking about. But what you were saying, how you get an idea. Yes. But you don't. You don't, yes. And so I said this to my therapist at one point. I said, um, and then I sit down and I watch TV. And she says, there's an explanation for it. There is a, there's a, there's a physiological explanation. Mm. And this is why. Your brain gets the serotonin and the adrenaline rush of the idea uh -huh. and it believes that it has done it. It's happened. It yes. has happened. It believes it has happened. So really all I'm doing is giving myself a rush is really yeah. what it is. That's the addiction rush. Right. Yeah. Um, but And then they found out there was no cure for that. That's right. So, so boom, no more therapy. Right. Broke, hungry, and nowhere to turn. <laughs> fame was waiting Rain, right, right around, around the, the corner. corner. And what they did in that movie is they just made Fame Boulevard and just kept getting further God. and further like, away. No. Oh, God. Okay, uh, well, on that note, what do you still feel like you want to accomplish? I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, sure, that goes past the serotonin rush. Well, yeah. you know, I, I have a lot of ideas. that I, You know, I, I sold a, a pilot to Disney along with my partner, Mitch Schauer, that we did. Um, Mitch Schauer created The Angry Beavers. Mm -hmm. so we, yeah. we produced it, animated it. It was for the shorts program. It didn't get picked up. But that was a lot of fun. So I have a lot of ideas I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want my own show yeah. is really what I want. Yeah. Um, I have some ideas that I want to pitch. Um, in addition to that, I love theater, so I would love, my, my new current obsession is, I want to do something at the Center Theater Group, which used to be the Music Center downtown. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love the Amundsen, I love the Taper, I, I would like to do that. Um, other things, I would like to win an Oscar and an Emmy, and a Tony, and uh, I want, uh, I want uh, my album to drop. Which I just like to say, because I like your to say drop. album to drop. Yeah, that's the, that's what the kids say now. When does your that... album? When does your album drop? Oh, <laughs> when does it drop? When does it drop? Well, if you may, would it be a folk I album? I get it. it. You know, my what my... would your what would your what would be your perfect style of music if you could? You know, I'm so drop an I'm album. so eclectic in my in my uh, 
writing in my music mm -hmm. that when I first started, I used to have a, a band years ago. We were called the Sound Bastards. We were the bastard children of the mother of sound. <laughs> and that was our thing. And uh, I wrote most of our songs. And, um, and I, I look back on them now. You know these early songs, right? Where you go, well, I'm just so, I, I was like so over the top idealistic. Was it like right? folk show? It was, you know what it was? Band? I was trying to be Springsteen. There you go. Mm. I mean, I grew up yeah. on Springsteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1975, Born to Run. I'm yeah. like, I love him. I mean, I've seen him in concert over 34 times. Wow. Not 35, okay, that's a but 34. Fan, I haven't seen him that many times, but he is definitely one of my favorite it, concerts. There's no, yeah. and to me, amazing. I, I, I just love the guy. I love mm -hmm. the guy. I've met him a couple of times. He would never remember, mm -hmm. but I remember. Um, but in my fantasy, I always have these things. Like when I did summer school, I, you know, Carl Reiner directed that film. Yeah. And in my mind, like we all do, I go, hey, Mel Brooks will probably see this movie because he's friends with Carl Reiner. Yeah. The and thought of Mel Brooks yeah. seeing my work makes me like, oh my God. When I was doing Oliver at the Aquarius Theater and I was only like 13 years old, they came back to stage and they said, now kids, Lucille Ball is in the audience Aww. and she's come to see the show. She's going to come back stage after the show. I was on cloud nine because I, I grew up on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am like television. I love television. Yeah. I still love television. You can tell. I mean, it. I, I watch so many shows. I yeah. record them. Nothing makes me happier than when I lie down yeah. and I have something on my TV that I That's can watch. That's really cool, man. And watch it. So Lucille Ball comes backstage after we do the show. And back by then her hair was like, you know, like purple, orange, yeah. red. I mean, it was like, yeah. And she looks like this. And she's, she had too many years of those cigarettes. Yeah. And she's like, you kids were marvelous. <laughs> I'm like, scary. Thank you. But I was in heaven. She yeah. watched me. Yeah. And yeah. I had watched her mm -hmm. all those years. That I mean, is cool, man. That is I'm that like, is cool. I, I fanboy out on things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I did, when I did Billy and Mandy, um, we had a ton, I mean, I've worked with a ton of celebrities on yeah. shows. I've worked with, you know, Roger Daltrey was on Angry Beavers, you know, Terrence Stamp. I mean, you name it, we've, there's been, you know, they all do voiceover. Yeah. But my one greatest thing was when Billy Hayes, Witchy Poo, and, G and Weenie from Lidsville and NHR Puff and Stuff yeah. came on our show. Mm. I was like, I love you, I love you. She still works. I still see her. You know, yeah. I, I haven't seen her in a while, but that was my favorite day That's of so cool. all time. Mm. And I did my Charles Nelson Riley for her. I was like, oh, hello, Weenie. <laughs> she says to me, I wish, I wish, uh, you know, Alice Ghostly, uh, Charles, and I all have our birthdays at the same time, so we go out to dinner. We're going out tonight for our <gasps> birthdays, and she goes, "I wish Charles could see you." Oh. Yeah. And when I played, and you're like, "What time? Where did yeah, you say you're Yeah, what Can I, I go? Said, I, no, what honey. Time? No. Yeah, no, honey. No. And um, cross the line. And I crossed the line. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, Alan Hale Jr. said the same thing because I played Gilligan. He goes, "I wish Bob could see you." Aww. Those moments yeah, to me. I yeah. know, man. That's really special. Huge. Yeah. Really special. Yeah. Um, give him your serious look. There you go. That's a serious look. Um, how do you define success to you? You know, I, I truly mean this. Um, my success is that I have uh, healthy, smart, great kids and, and, a, and a good home life. That to me really is a, a success to me. Um, as far as business is concerned, I, I define success in terms, uh, financially, financially I do. I would be lying if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's nice to have some security and know that you, you can do mm -hmm. things. Um, I also define it by the friendships I've made 
you know, um, the friendships I've made that have lasted years for people who really are caring and supportive. Um, and lastly, um, success is, I wanna leave this world with some sort of mark that, that, you know, that says I was here. You know, it doesn't necessarily, I don't have to be chaplain. Yeah. I would like to, I think in my dreams, I think that as we get older, we have a tendency to say, um, you used to go, well, I'm gonna win an Academy Award. Well, maybe I'll win an Emmy. Well, you know what, I'm just working every day, that's nice. Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. Because I, you know, it's like in any, venture that you take that is based on talent. At some point you have to be real honest with yourself about where, where, you know, like me. What I do with my voice yeah. is good for me. Yeah. It works for me. Well, it obviously works yeah. for yeah. you. You know, I, because I have a distinctive voice, you know, a lot of people would look at that as a hindrance because you can always tell yeah. it's me. Yeah. But that's why story is so important. I come back to that because yeah. it's like, you know De Niro is De Niro. Not that I'm comparing myself to De Niro, but you know De Niro is De Niro in every film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you still go He's into not the a story. Same character yeah. He goes film. into a story. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Doesn't, it doesn't matter because it's animation. Yeah. They draw you differently. Yeah. You know, Dagon is much yeah. different than Zim. Completely. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's success. What are you good, most proud of in your life? My kids. Yeah. I really am. I really am. Um, um, and what I'm proud of is, you know what? I'm proud that I've been able to sustain a career doing, following what I love. And that I can make people laugh. That yeah. really means a lot to me. I love making people laugh. I, I think that, you know, there's a difference between an actor and a performer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know of me is that I'm a performer. Yeah. That's what I do. I perform. Yeah. Um, sometimes it can be over the top and obnoxious when it shouldn't be, but I don't yeah. care. Other people's opinions of you me don't care. are none and of my business. Because yeah. you're fearless, like fearless. you said earlier. I'm fearless. I, man, I gotta well, say. Well, you were very comfortable in your skin. Absolutely. You are such a joy to be oh, with. You. And, and you are you. funny, I mean, and you're very right. entertaining. Oh, no wonder you. you have so many friends. You know, because oh, people friends. like hanging Am out I blushing? Because you. oh, you're, <laughs> you're entertaining. No, no, but but beyond the entertainment, I have to say that you are truly and honestly, oh, a nice guy, a great guy, thank a good you. friend. I know that you're out to actually help people and not just, hey, where's your money? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm just the same way, man. That's it's right. all, it's, it's about that. helping first. Um, and what a pleasure oh, it has been you. to have so glad. you. Thank you. I'm head. glad I finally so made excited. it over here. Now yeah, I gotta walk home. Because <laughs> <laughs> I lost my car. Don't well, worry we about it. We'll call you a cab. <laughs> Abundant serotonin rushes, and thank yes. you for now, all the Now, uh, give him that uh, serious look one more time. Lee Majors. Oscar. <laughs> Audra. Jamie. There's trouble in the barn. I'm a stuntman. What about Mandy? Oh, Mandy. <laughs> well, you came and you gave without taking. Then what'd you do? You sent well, her away. I sent you away, <sighs> oh, Mandy. Wait, I'm working up a tear. <laughs> Squeeze. He's gonna Pinch do your it. leg. Pinch your leg. <laughs> He's gonna do it. If you put your Here, hand we'll in your throw pocket, some water at your face. put your hand in your pocket and pinch your leg really hard. You'll cry. <laughs> he used to say, "Pull a nose hair." Oh, oh, oh. We love All you, right. Richard. Yeah, we love you, man. Thanks Thank for being on the show. Put it there, brother. Man. All right, I'll see you in we'll concert soon. We'll see you next soon. time. We'll see you coming in to a town near you. That's right, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey everyone, it's Rich Horvitz and I just got buzzed by Chuck and Stacy. It was a blast. I've never had so much fun. I watch this show all the time and I hope you guys are watching the show. Uh, VO Buzz Weekly, coming at you. This is fun. This is so much fun. 
Well, all I can say is extremely cool, extremely talented. He right? is awesome. What an awesome show. What an awesome guy. We will see you guys next week with another great episode of VO Buzz Weekly. So stay tuned. Yes, and keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at VO Buzz Weekly. Take care, everybody. And just remember, you, you always, always have time for a little buzz. buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.